Hello all Beard Inside listeners, here's our occasional second weekly episode of one of our older YouTube interviews in audio-only format. This is episode 113 of the YouTube show, which was originally released on January 21st, 2022. When you have a moment, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, or most other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask you to rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you're getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. We are having a lockdown edition of the episode, and joining me out of Brooklyn today is Megan, also known as the Bevy Bitch. Hello, everyone. Hi. Thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule to speak with us about your Instagram and everything you do in the craft beer-related community and and everything else that we're going to talk about today. Definitely. Thanks for having me. So uh, pre-show, we mentioned since we are recording in January, uh, most people are doing a dry January. You yourself have mentioned you are already doing one, so I'm not going to ask you what you're drinking unless you'd like to promote the kombucha you mentioned pre-show. Just the kombucha, mango, lime, you know, nothing <laughs> crazy. I think you can get it at pretty much grocery <laughs> store, so, but it's keeping me, you know, occupied during dry January. So it's a fermented beverage. I kind of was thinking about that today. I was like, is that a loophole if it's like one <laughs> still or one to two? I don't know. Well, I mean, people are chugging non-alcoholic beers all of Jan- dry January. Non-alcoholic yeah. is becoming a lot more popular of a beverage now. So yeah, as, right. as long as you're in a sense supporting, you know, your, your local community places or, uh, you know, made in USA, made in Canada, since uh, you're one of very few Americans I've actually gotten to speak to. So that's uh, it's always fun to speak to somebody in in a foreign country because right now it's impossible to get to the U.S. Uh, yeah. As for myself, uh, I was lucky enough to grab some uh, American beers last time I visited, and out of Buffalo, I have Thin Man Brewery, peanut butter, Jenkins, love Buffalo and Thin Man. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is Imperial Stout at eleven point seven percent, and uh, I'm a fan of peanut butter stouts. So we'll do a virtual cheers when you're up for it, or as we say on this show, toast. A toast. <laughs> yeah. mm. Ooh, that is tasty and smooth and not 11. Oh boy. 11, 11%. That's uh, that's dangerous beer. You're on like the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so uh, what's, what's your beer story? What's what brought you to beer Instagram and craft beer and, and all that stuff? So the beer story is kind of ironic because it doesn't really start with beer. Um, I think a while back, I actually started sending these Snapchats to friends as a joke of seltzers. Um, This is kind of before they really took off and every company had them. So I think like maybe Mango for White Claw was out or maybe not. I feel like that was the threshold of the explosion to every flavor. But there was this one brand... um, great basin it had like mountains and it had a few like really random flavors for the time so I was starting to like send them off as a joke and I think like there is like a hibiscus flavor that I like commented that it tasted like dirt um it did taste like the earth so I did that for all the four flavors in the variety pack and kind of got a random response from my friends back I just sort of kept doing that Really only did it for seltzers, though. I don't know why that was the thing at the start. But then come around the pandemic, um, there is a local like beer stop bar called The Sampler in Bushwick that when everything was shutting down, they put uh, all of their stock on sale. So instead of buying, you know, hand sanitizer, toilet paper, anything of importance that everyone ran out to get, <laughs> my roommate ran there and got all of like their craft beers and stuff. 
I feel like before then I really just stuck to visiting breweries and like tasting flights, things like that. It wasn't really much deeper than that. But once we started picking up cans from them, um, and we got like a pretty good deal, I think on like almost like a 12 pack of them. So it was pretty awesome start. And I started sending the Snapchats during COVID for the beers instead of the seltzers because I was just bored and drinking <laughs> these beers. Um, and then I just had like random encouragement from people. They're like, hey, you should take this off Snapchat. You should do this on Instagram. Um, and that's kind of how it was born. It was a pretty good hobby to start during the pandemic. So kept me occupied for sure. And it kind of tapped into like, I used to take photography glasses and stuff like that. So it was really fun to, you know, set up the beers and kind of get those different shots. And it kind of just took off during boredom of the pandemic. So yeah, that was my hobby. I started. <laughs> I mean, you can tell your sh- your shots are very professional style, like from, from what you've seen, from what I've seen, uh, it's pretty consistent across the board. It's, it's always, there's, there's always something to do in that, in that image to catch. And, and as you mentioned in one of your, your new year's post with Tali, I think it's Talia. Talia. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it looks like, you know, it looks like a fresh winter and, and being in the Northern part <laughs> of the U S closer to Canada, you know what a winter's like. Yeah. So you have like that wintry fun goodness to the image. It's uh, I think and, I summoned and... some snow with that one. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you can tell across the board, like from your Christmas one, from your, your, obviously the zombie hop, uh, uh, Christmas vacation image. It's the images yeah, yeah. are very professionally taken and, and it looks like you have the same idea with me of sometimes just a label grabs you. Right. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll be at the beer store or, or whatever craft beer stores that uh, I know there, there are some in Plattsburgh. So I'm assuming it's the same. It's like a craft beer yeah. convenience store. You'll just be like, Oh, that, that label. I, I don't care what the beer tastes like. I, I need to take a picture with that. Right. Um, yeah, I definitely am guilty of that. I've seen a label and sometimes it'll be a beer that I probably would not have chosen based on like the notes or, you know, like the style. And I see the label. I'm like, nope, I, I need to have it. And I'll try any beer Well, they're not, I know I'll enjoy it or like, you know, like the risk there, it always, you know, like varies, but, um, so I'm definitely guilty of buying cans off their label alone. I can't lie there. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my beer, my personal beer purchase habits are sometimes it's like, oh, I feel like crispy boys. So it's all lagers and and ales. And then it's like, oh, I feel like some strong stouts. And then it's like, ooh, I want fancy labels. So it's uh, right. It it runs the gamut of of my purchasing. And uh, thankfully, a lot of these businesses have remained open uh, during the pandemic. Uh, I don't know about your personal experience in the Brooklyn area. As you mentioned, I know here in Quebec and Montreal, we've had more breweries open than close during this pandemic. So, yeah, I think, you know, like they were able to pivot pretty well for doing like pickups. And like, I think a lot of them were pushing their cans during that time. So I feel like that was kind of their lifeline. Um, I know for a while I was just picking up cans from our local spots and me and my roommate would drink it on our roof or like on our balcony. We had a few little like outdoor havens that we had a beer. We had our own personal like little outside bubble. So we were good. Um, And I think like a lot of other people have that mentality, especially like in the city, you know, there's so limited places you can enjoy stuff that's not overcrowded. So some of the spots, especially in Brooklyn are, I feel like have more, um, they're more open and everything. So even some of the ones like this past year when there's spikes happening or things where it's like, should I be going out? Should I like, no one knows what to do. Um, 
I feel like a lot of spots were able to adapt pretty well for the breweries as opposed to some of like the smaller bars that, you know, are like in Manhattan and are crammed and, you know, like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I went to the, yeah. Last time I was in New York, I went to the birthplace of untapped the pony bar in Manhattan. And I'm like, this place is so tiny and I can't imagine what the rent is like for these poor guys. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I know much, I know here in Montreal, our rent's starting to spike, but I've heard for decades rent in New York city is atrocious. So. Right. Yeah. It did, like, it oddly did drop, but I think this past summer, everyone came back. So I think it's just right back to where it was. Yeah. So I think there's like a few months where it was a little cheaper. And then now they're like, well, you know, everyone's remote or everyone's this, like, so things are just back to normal, I think, for yeah. at least. Uh, when it came to breweries in your local area, I know, uh, unfortunately, here where I live in Quebec, we, we didn't. But in Ontario, there uh, breweries were allowed to deliver. Uh, was that an option in, in New York State? Yeah, so I think um, a few of them do like local deliveries. So I know like they have their own trucks that will just go throughout like the different boroughs. Um, and then I've definitely seen a few that are also doing um, like full statewide shipping. So um, I know like a decent of them, you can order them, but you do have to order like a case or something. So not always ideal. Um, but I think they definitely like ramped that up a bit. I know my locals, I would always just like order ahead and just go and pick it up. But I know you could either like have them bring it out to your car and have like the car service too. So definitely like kind of open those channels and we did have to go beverages for a while, which was really nice. Um, you could just get like a like a craft beer and just walk around, and that was pretty cool. Especially like um, I'm not super close to the water, but if I had down the subway a little bit, I'm a few stops away, so it would be nice to just pick up a drink, walk towards the water. You know, like it was just like a different setting. It kind of felt like um, New Orleans does that too, where it's like open container, and it gave me that vibe, which was definitely not something I've experienced in New York City. So it was kind of a cool feeling to have. Um, And then they took it away, but apparently they're bringing it back. So hopefully that's true. I don't know if you could see, but uh, jealousy is running rampant right now. (laughs) Because that is just- I know, when I saw like there might be a chance it comes back, I'm like, come on, like let's give us something here. Oh, so jealous of that. (laughs) Uh, I mean, right right now where I live, everything is closed, even patios and, and in- Ontario Aww. patio outdoor patios are allowed as long as they're heated but it's also minus uh Cold, 40 right. here so that's not really even on an outdoor patio it's not that comfortable yeah uh, but I mean drinking while walking is is a great thing because you're not driving so you're being very yeah. responsible when you think about it and and that makes me uh, super jealous of where you live at the moment so <laughs> right and I think maybe that's why they like kind of allowed it for so long as so many people aren't driving here and maybe that's the difference but I, like I definitely wasn't complaining yeah. <laughs> uh when it does come to your Instagram I, I mentioned pre-show I do like how you mention you kind of have your your triple breakdown of the thing you go from taste to branding to overall uh with a, a out of 10 rating what made you decide to kind of do that versus just because me personally on a Thursday night, I'm like, oh, I drank four beers. Here's my favorite of the four. What made you decide, like, here's the beer. Here's why I liked it. Or here's why I didn't. Like, what what, what brought you to that mindset when creating the specific, specificity of your Instagram? I think it kind of just happened organically where the original one was instead of, like, branding, it was, like, look or, like, feel and stuff. Um, 
I think that kind of stemmed from getting these variety packs of the seltzers. So there was a different like colors for each label or some brands, you know, stuck to, they always had the same kind of label and they just edited the fruit on it. Um, so seltzers were a little bit more uh, like nuanced in their changes. You know, it was kind of just like bringing in the different brands and like, oh, White Claw versus Bud Light seltzer or something like that. And then I think it turned into the branding when the craft beers came in, where it was like an actual label and a piece of art. And I think for me, like, that's what actually got my like interest almost into it even more. Cause like I said, I used to go to like breweries for flights and things, and I've always enjoyed tasting different beers, but I feel like it's been really cool to see the different styles of the breweries. So um, I really wanted to include that category for the Instagram just cause I enjoy it. And I feel like the few account, like, the different accounts I have seen now and the few I saw at the time before I started my own were all just like, here's my beer, here's what it tastes like, or I had like aroma, things like that. And I kind of wanted mine to like more like cut to the chase, like, you know, this, like, you're either going to hate this if you like this or love it if you like that. And I don't get too like detailed into some of that because I feel like sometimes you can get lost in a paragraph of that. So I kind of like trying to break it up and um, I think it does highlight a whole different aspect of the craft beer industry by bringing the branding in along with just the tasting because you have some people that are like these comic book illustrators making these designs, things like that. Um, I know like KCBC, like they have insane labels. They're always like punny, um, like riffing off like famous like movie titles, which so not only is their artwork super like intense and illustrated, but they also just have these funny titles for the beers too. So I think like the deeper I got into it, the more I appreciated that. Um, and I think like that's kind of where the overall aspect of it comes in. It's like maybe the beer wasn't the great, like the greatest I've tried or, you know, like the best IPA I've had, but I feel like they really pay attention to detail or things like that where, I definitely would still be interested to try others from them and give them, you know, another chance if I didn't like the first brew I had from them. So yeah, I feel like I kind of just stuck with that. No, it's, it's super cool. You know, it's, it's not like crazy overly descriptive as, as some Instagram posts are, but like I, I, you know, I like the people I follow on Instagram, the way I like my variety of beer and the variety of every other thing I like in my life is like, I need a variety where you, you yourself, you have three different, uh, kind of a breakdown is it's nice and quick and here's like my out of my 10 and then there's the people who are like oh here's the hops you tasted and here's why i liked it and here's this and here's that and it's like it's good it, to me it's good to have a combination of everything because that way you can learn more from other people at the same time right so yeah and like, i think that's also cool is like you do see like some of the people that focus on different aspects you know like some people are only there for the photos of the beer and they don't even tell you like they're like yep good luck trying to figure out what's inside of it you know <laughs> So I like I I just kept the format that I was doing for the Snapchat and it kind of changed like a little bit. But overall, that's what it was from the beginning. So kind of just tried to make that my thing. Um, and I feel like the point scale system, I haven't I've thought about that because I do see people using like different emojis and different things like that. I just started it like where I felt like it was fun to just be like 10 out of 10 for something yeah. that was good. You know, just like, yes, 10 out of 10. Like, let's go. This is it. I definitely have thought about maybe doing like, you know, like one beer, if it's okay, the mm -hmm. cheer is great. Um, the only reason I feel like I've thought about changing that is because it's so subjective. Like the IPAs I like could taste like shit to you or vice, <laughs> you know, like so it's one of those things where it's like, no matter what 
like number I give it out of 10, you could give it something completely different. So um, I have thought about like maybe changing it or getting rid of it, but for now it stays. So I guess stay tuned there. Um, We'll see what happens. Your username, the Bevy Betch, why that? Why not Megan Drinks Craft or or any variety of, you know, Lady Drinks Beer or anything like that? Um, I think the Bevy part was the first part. So I knew I didn't want to just stick to beers because I started with seltzers. I do throw sometimes the occasional seltzer in there, or like a cider even. Um, so I didn't want to just really just say beer in case, you know, like I do post something else than beer, you know? <laughs> Um, so anything that was like beer or brew, like kind of was thrown out the window and I kept coming back to Bevy and then randomly, I think I was like Bevy Batch and I was like the Bevy Batch and I kind of just saying, I was like, you know, I kind of like that. Um, I think when I sent the reviews as Snapchats, I was a little more like ruthless with some of them, but now when I like see the breweries and like the people that are behind making them, it's a little like hard to be super snazzy, super (laughs) snazzy, um, so I've dialed, dialed it a little back, uh, but I feel like the badge kind of was bringing in that sass, you know, so I kind of just kept like coming back to it. And I was like, you know what, this is it. Like, why try to like think of something else? So, yeah. Well, I mean, as long as you're being honest, honest in, in your posts about what you like and what not, why not? There's and, definitely, and yeah, no, some... I've had some savage ones in there. Yeah. There's been where I'm like you know what I like I had to pour out like this entire like there's been ones where I don't hold back so like if warranted you know I'll definitely make sure it's honest and everything um and I feel like there's like nicer ways to say like yeah this wasn't that you know like so I it's a little bit more of a spin but I always make sure that they're in you know an honest review for sharks yeah there's there's nothing wrong with with being honest but not being a jerk about it at the same time right uh, yeah so so that's at least from what i i've i've only unfortunately able to get through like 10 15 of your posts so it's like it, you seem very honest and straightforward about what you post i don't know what your interactions like versus snapchat to instagram i am in my early 40s so snapchat is a wild <laughs> world of i don't know what's going on uh right. so, <laughs> you know it, my nephew's like yeah snapchat dude i'm like i have no idea what you're talking about kid or TikTok right. lost. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, do you do you find like are you getting better reaction on Instagram versus any other media platform that you're trying to to post your your stuff about your social media um, postings? So since I started Instagram, I actually stopped sending them a Snapchat. So I made sure like my friends I would send it to. I was like, you gotta convert, you gotta follow, or like you're not getting this anymore. Um, so I can't, cause like those, you know, it's kind of more of a direct message. So like people open it, they can respond or like, just let it just kind of like disappear. It's not really something you comment or like, or share. So wasn't really anything to be gained from Snapchat, I guess. So once I started the Instagram and actually like really focusing on the content of like a really nice picture, I wasn't just sending off these, you know, like little snippets that just disappear. Um, I just stopped focusing on that. So pretty much only have the Instagram. I have thought about TikTok, but I'm still trying to master the reels. I feel like videos are such like a different like game. And sometimes like I like can really get the hang of them. I'm like, wow, that one was so easy and great. And then I have another idea for one and it's just not doing anything I want it to do. And I give up. So I think I need to like master reels on Instagram first before I open up that door too. But, um, 
yeah, just pretty much the Instagram right now. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to reels and things like that, I need, I legit need training from my nephew and niece who are half my age. So it's, it's, you know, yeah. uh, maybe more so my nephew, my niece is, is busy with uh, work and stuff, but my nephew is all about social media. And I'm like, maybe I could use some, some training from him when he's nearby. He's uh, he's a hell of a lot better than I am at it. So <laughs> I just, I try yeah. and not include my filthy room in my pictures that's about it so. <laughs> nice nice it's um, like half the battle <laughs> yeah uh i know you said you mentioned uh, sorry you mentioned earlier that you started in cra- in seltzers more or less and then switched to craft beer do you remember that who brought you over to craft beer or did you bring yourself over to craft beer what was that like i like craft beer i'm gonna stick with this um, stuff for a bit I think it was just the variety, you know, like once you send like one seltzer, if even if that same brand comes out with like five other flavors, it was kind of like boring to comment on the branding because, you know, there's only so many times you can be like, oh, this color combo on the same exact label from like, you know, it's the sixth new flavor they have, but they haven't changed anything else, but like the tab color or something like, so I guess it kind of just got boring. And I think because, um, uh, doing it kind of when COVID started, you know, that is when we started trying all these different craft beers. So it was just more exciting to be like, oh, this label is really fun. We can have a cooler shot. Um, and kind of just kept going down that path. And I think the breweries just come out, come out with so much more content and more like interesting labels. And I feel like every brewery always has a new drop happening. Whereas, you know, it's like Bud Light, like what weird flavor can they have for this season and it's like eggnog that's spicy or egg, you know like it just gets to a point where I'm like I don't want to try that truly you know I, I just don't whereas a different IPA even if it's only slightly different than the last one if I know it's a good brewery and the label's cool like let's go let's try it you know so I think the seltzers just kind of hit their plateau and I'll still try like if it's a new weird flavor or if there's something I feel like unique or interesting about it I'll still try it and I'll post it, but you know, I feel like I like the mango white claws and if I'm drinking a seltzer, that's just what I gravitate towards. So just not much going down that channel anymore. Yeah. I, I've, I haven't been personally a huge fan. I tried one during the summer. Uh, it was like watermelon kiwi. I'm like, it's refreshing, but it's, it's not beer. Like to me, it's, it's not beer, but you know, I've right. also drank, I've drank some fantastic ciders. So it's like, okay, well, there's that as well. I, you know, I, yeah. we, we recently as a show interviewed the birthplace of the ice cider in the world. And it was like, Oh, these, you know, I was expecting just a punch of sugar to mouth and it's just so well balanced. I'm like, see, like you guys <laughs> obviously work on this so much that, and, and you know what your fans like. So that's why you go for those. And even there's crap breweries here in, in Montreal that are making seltzers now because they're seeing yeah. where everything's going. And, but should I try them eventually? Yes. But right now there's just, I mean, there's at least 24 new beers from 17 breweries a week. How am I ever going to keep up? It's uh, right. I'm going to have to live a million years to even try the beers before today and what was created, let alone in the future. So it's, um, it's crazy. And, and you mentioned, and, and Troy from Nabras even mentioned, it's like, Oh, there's, there's pandemic going on. We can't be stagnant. We have to get customers in. We have to create something new every week. Right. So. Right. 
Well, I think like there's been a few breweries that have tapped into like the seltzers too. Um, I know Evil Twin has like an Evil Water, which um, they had like one that was very seltzer like, you know, like just the carbonation and everything. But then they had more of a like a fruit based one that was just thicker and a little bit of a different consistency, but it was actually really good. Um, I feel like I've looked to see like what other flavors they'll drop. Those ones are definitely like interesting to try, but they don't always have them or like, I feel like they have more beers more often than they have the seltzers. So, but they've definitely had some interesting ones come through. So I feel like if I am going to try something new, it's going to be more along those lines versus, you know, like now it's like Heineken has a seltzer or whatever, like any of the macro breweries that have seltzers. I, I don't know. It's just too hard to know which ones are actually worth buying a variety pack of. So just stick to like the ones I do know for that. Yeah, uh, like I mentioned pre-show, I was in uh, New York City uh, prior to the pandemic in November, November, December 2019. Evil Twin is the one that's kind of that gazebo. Is that right? Yeah, it's like a greenhouse. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to remember. So they're the ones where each beer name is a paragraph? Oh, yeah. It's like a full sentence where maybe there's periods, maybe there's not, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I remember looking and going, I can't name all those words because I've been drinking craft beer all over Queens and Brooklyn all day. I want one, 17, 14, and 12 because it's so complicated. (laughs) So especially if that's your last destination (laughs) before like back home or back to the hotel in New York City. That's a lot of words to use, so... But it was uh, it was super nice last time I was there, and I do look forward to getting back to New York City. I'm hoping for when baseball turns to football season, so I could get multiple sports nice. in at one once one point. Nice. Uh, speaking of sports, you're obviously predominant about it on your Instagram, Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah, go Bills, Bills Mafia, man. <laughs> so uh, I've been I I went to a Bills game about a decade ago. Um, tailgating there has by far been the best I've been to for the seven NFL games I've been to. Uh, nice. I don't remember when I went people going through tables oh, or man. Santa Claus getting beat up by people. It's, uh, <laughs> it's okay. been a while. So, uh, but from there now, obviously you have your most recent, it looks like you're going to make a koozie or a magnet or something. Um, so that one was actually just updating my logo. So okay. my, logo is like uh more like you know like a teal coral type color scheme going on mm-hmm. and for halloween i updated it to like be black with okay. like purple and green mm-hmm. um christmas i added a little santa hat got like a lot of people reacting to that and then i was just kind of thinking I'm like you know this has been fun to kind of update it um because i've been trying to learn like different design platforms so part of what I like to do for the Instagram is like kind of just try to have little side projects and use it as a example. So I wanted to see what I could do for the bills. I had one version that had a helmet on it and it was just too chaotic. Like there's too much going on and yeah. it didn't work, but I brought in like the bills Zubez print into it and um, just kind of tried to make this little animation of it a little like hype reel and stuff. And so until we're out of the playoffs, I'll keep that up. Um, knock on wood. Hopefully yeah. that doesn't fix us. But yeah, so just having a little fun with it. I'll revert it back to normal. And then I guess like St. Patrick's Day, I'll <laughs> probably try to like, you know, like update it. But just kind of having fun with it. Yeah. So I've been changing that for the different seasons. 
Best of luck on your Bills meeting my Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. That's all I'm going to say uh-huh. uh, because you're on different sides, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. Hey, I'll be, I'll hear I'll be here for that. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, okay, so um, now I've been to obviously I mentioned earlier Queens and Brooklyn, but I didn't get really experience it that much. Uh, let's say I come down and, and get to meet up. What are like those five definite places that you're going to bring me to where I'm going to try craft craft beverages in general? So I think it's funny because like I don't have a car here and you know, like some people that just like foreign concept, they're yeah. like, what do you mean you don't have a car? Like you don't go on like you don't drive late. I'm like, well, no, like you just get on the subway. So I feel like I always tell people two things. If you want to go to like the real breweries and have like a good experience, you have to leave Manhattan. Um Manhattan, you'll get like, you know, like more craft like bottle shops and things mm-hmm. like that. So you can definitely get like, you know, like good breweries and stuff there, but it's just, you're not going to experience the brewery itself. So I tell people to take the L train express, which I like to think of it. It's like this own little like L train, like beer tour. Um, and you can actually hit like a few awesome spots. So there's other half that has a few spots in New York city. Now, um, they have one that's right on the water at Domino park. So awesome little like tap room. Um, they do have different drops than their original New York city location. So depending on like, you know, like when you come, it is a different stock, but that one's for me, like not as convenient to get to. So like, I keep that one, you know, kind of off, like what I tell people, but you're still hitting other half and other half is amazing. So either way, you're not going wrong. Um, and if you continue down the subway, you can also hit like Brooklyn brewery, um, Talia, which you mentioned earlier, that one's one of the newer ones. Um, it's women owned, um, I think that's, uh, co-founder women. So, and they're, um, that's too. So it's really awesome. They kind of have like an art deco feel to their place, which is just something different. I feel like, you know, everyone's used to it being like a warehouse or something and this one have that feeling at all. Um, and they actually do really well with like their sours and their lighter beers. I feel like they give them just different flavors that I'll have one. And I, like, I had a Kolsch from them the other day and I, like, I stick to like more IPAs and juicy ones for beers um, or sours. So like, that wasn't a beer I would have typically have gone for. And I loved it. And I like wanted to keep drinking it. So um, they always are surprising you with what they come up with, but um, and then if you continue on the L, you can still hit Grimm. Um, they always have awesome, like, I feel like their saisons are great and their sours too. Um, and then also KCBC's right here locally. Um, they're the ones that have the awesome, like, comic book style uh, can labels. And if you continue on the L, then you can end at Evil Twin. So you hit up like this insane amount and you don't have to drive, which hopefully if you're hitting all of those breweries, you're not driving. So, um, but that's like my little like beer, like tour guide. I'm like, this is what you got to do. Just go on the L and it'll like take you to all these awesome spots. And even if you skip one or two, you're just getting insane spots regardless. So that's I mean, always my recommendation. I'll like die on that hill. Yeah. <laughs> There's days I have difficulty driving downtown Montreal, having thankfully taken public transportation last time I was in New York. I will not drive in that city because I thought we were bad. I was wrong. (laughs) So 
especially in Brooklyn, like Manhattan, at least like it's easier to navigate because you have like, you know, like the numerical streets. So like you're either going up or down, like, you know, it's a little easier to be like, okay, like I'm on 47th, we're going to 49th. Whereas Brooklyn, like, good luck. Like, I don't know. I would not want to drive out here and all the good spots are here. So yeah. Uber, subway, anything. Yeah. Uber, subway. If, uh, hopefully somebody else drives. Cause, uh, I personally, yeah. Then again, I I know you guys didn't get it's the 20 something year anniversary here in uh, Quebec where we got nailed with the ice storm. Uh, I learned to drive when I was 18 during the ice storm so I can drive during bad weather. I can't drive with bad, other bad drivers, though. So that's that's kind of the downfall. And that's why with New York City, uh, when I get to go back, I will be taking a lot of public transportation again. So, yeah. And from what I remember, your subway system is super convenient. So. Once you, like, get the hang of, like, which way is which, like, I feel like most people, like, they'll get on, like, a platform and they're like, wait, Queens or Brooklyn, like, I just need to go down or, like, you know, like, so I feel like once you can kind of, like, orientate yourself and navigate it that way, it's a lot easier. Um, It's not hard to pick up. You just kind of, like, have to, like, just, I don't know. It can I mean, be do, most of us do carry a portable computer at all times, so that's there's, true. there's just yeah. like, that issue so. when it comes to it. Awesome. Google Maps will be your guide. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when it came to your Snap and or now Instagram, have you actually collabed with any brews on any possible upcoming projects? Or is there some maybe in the pipeline that you'd like to talk about? If not, some dream collabs you'd love to do with a couple of, of local breweries? Um, I haven't yet. I've definitely like, thought about it. I think since my accounts, like I've had it probably a year, a year and a half, a little over a year. Um. I kind of am just focusing on getting that more, you know, like off the ground. And I feel like really like interacting with different people all over the place has been what's really awesome about it. So been trying to like more so focus on that. So no collabs currently on the horizon. Um, I feel like I'd love to do something with KCBC just because I think like there's so much potential with their like, I feel like all of their labels are almost their own little story. Like they have penguins that are like in Manhattan and then the next label they're in paradise like they always switch up and it feels like there's a genuine story with them so I feel like that's just really cool and um I'm always drawn to theirs so that would probably be my dream um and they're probably like the closest brewery to me current like location wise so I just feel like they're my neighborhood go-to for sure I definitely would be open to others but something that I think is more on the horizon and we'll get there eventually, but not ready for that yet. Yeah, no, uh, I know there's uh, one brewery that always draws my eye whenever I'm down in the U S and it's clown shoes brewing because the art is wild. So it's, uh, you know, there's okay. a, a cat shooting lasers of its eyeballs and there's a, a clown <laughs> attacking a giant clown attacking city. It's like, Oh my God, like it's so much, but it's so cool. And then when I show that to my friend who's a comic book artist, he's like, whoa, dude, what the? I'm like, yeah, dude, some of these guys and ladies in uh, the art industry, when it comes to brewing, your mind would be blown. So It's insane. Yeah. Well, and I think that's like the cool part of it, too. It's like there really is no limits for it, you know, like because it's a beer label. It can be super obscene. It's not cereal. You don't have to like market it towards a kid or something like you can just have something that's for adult audiences where you can take it to that creative level or give it this weird chaotic storyline. Yeah. Um, there's really no boundaries. So I feel like that's just the awesome part of the industry for sure, is you get such a variation from one brewery to the next. I 
I know they're based in Niagara. I think it's Silversmith. They have uh, one of their images is an altar boy, but his lower half is that of a goat. So he's like Satan, but in the version of an altar boy. So, uh, you know, you could you could play with it however you want, as long as you're not using foul language, uh, I think, because there's probably some sort of law where you can't have stuff with foul language on a shelf that's not like X'd or starred out and stuff. Huh, I'm trying. I know there's one label that says like it's instead of batch, it's like raging bitch. Um, okay. I don't know if you've heard of that beer. I'm trying to think if the like the eye is crossed out though. Yeah. I know. In... As soon as you said that, I thought of that one. I'm like, yeah. well, one is definitely not holding back. Uh, uh, there's a brewery in Ottawa which we've interviewed. Whippersnapper is uh, uh, a brewery's mm-hmm. name, owner is Ian. Uh, every year he makes a get the F out and then he just puts the year at the end each time. So uh, nice, I think we yeah. all know what get the F out means. So <laughs> there's, there's no right. question about that. Awesome. Right. Uh, I did want to mention, you do have a link on your Instagram, uh, the 11 day power play uh, for okay. Nicholas Carl. Uh, tell us what, what that's about. So that's actually my cousin. Um, he's been a part of this uh, fundraising event for the past few years. And pretty much what it is, is they actually get a group of people to fundraise and they play hockey straight for um, a certain amount of days. And it's whatever will break the current record, which is normally what they previously set. So I think he started when it might have been like seven or nine days in a row. But this past year was 11 days. Um and they also limited it to 40 players. So I like, I think they used to do it where there was different teams, different shifts, like within your team, you had shifts. So like it was a lot more broken up, but since it was only 40 players, your team was your shift. So you pretty much are, you're playing at like 2am some nights for like, yeah, it's pretty intense. They have to train for it. So when they're training, they also fundraise for it. Um, and it's ultimately fundraising for cancer charities. So I think this past year for this, um, for this record, they actually surpassed 2 million, which was really awesome. Um, so I try to help with that. And I think I did a giveaway. And if you like donated any amount, I would throw in extra entries to it. So I just had that link there and I'll try to like promote it every like now and then when they're doing a post or I know like they'll also like sync up with local breweries too. So I think it was um, Thinman actually and Sullivan's Brewery that had a specific beer for it. So like they put that out um, and that one was pretty, like that was one of the reviews that's on my account too. So um, trying to kind of tie it all back. It was related somewhere in there, you know, Um, but just trying to like really just highlight a good cause and, I feel like growing up in Buffalo, like hockey and watching the Sabres is always a fun pastime for me. So seeing my cousin, you know, take hockey, you know, like into his adult life and also fundraise for an amazing cause for it has been really awesome to watch. So just trying to support him when I can. Um, And I think he's still doing it for the next year. So the link should still be active if people still want to donate. But um, I don't know if that means they have to break 12 days in a row, but they'll full capacity it's not limited to just 40 players uh i think that was just a one-year thing so hopefully yeah. they get a little bit of break in there yeah i mean i'm looking at the website right now it looks like donations are still active so uh as of the time yeah. of, of this recording you can still donate uh for those i'm sure it's across the world if you want to donate online kind of like gofundme or kickstarter or anything like that so mm-hmm. uh you know uh hey this is great uh, and you mentioned there's a brewery that involves itself i know us as a show We've been trying to uh, do our, our own uh, philanthropy thing. We're trying to either 
get a softball tournament or a golf tournament going nice. that involves craft breweries. So, um, yeah, you know, a pandemic kind of put a bit of a kibosh on that, but, uh, here's hoping, you know, knock on wood to, uh, within the next year or, or two, uh, I, I'm trying to remain cautious, cautiously optimistic about everything that's going on. So, nice. uh, and I know the guys in Southern Ontario, the Burlington Ontario region, they have something where uh, they donate to a children's hospital. So, uh, nice. the, the way we see it is, you know, support local and donate local. So it's right, that simple. Right. You know, don't, don't donate to UNICEF, donate to 11 day power play or, yeah. uh, the McMaster university children's hospital or here in Canada, uh, because we have PK Subban, uh, he gives a matches dollar per dollar for the Montreal children's hospital to donate local, uh, just like you drink local. So that's the way we see it. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And we're definitely going to add that in the show notes. So anybody who's uh, watching and wants to donate, please click on the link in the show note, uh, show notes. Uh, on a lighter note, <laughs> when it's safe to travel again, uh, I like to ask this a couple of beer vacations. Now, uh, there's two I like to ask. One where, yes, I have to have a job and I have to make a paycheck. <laughs> so it's like maybe a week or two somewhere. And then let's say I know in the in America, your lotteries can go up to like $700 million. Oh, uh, but let's say you won like, 50 million after taxes where would like what are those two realistic and then the dream vacation i think beer vacation specifically <laughs> right um the realistic one i was trying to kind of do before covid happened was really just to actually make it to oktoberfest in germany um my roommate's cousin was in the berlin marathon so she was gonna go for that and then they were gonna stay a few days extra so i was trying to like sync up with them and see if i could join and you know really get that experience so while that didn't happen like two years ago i'm hopeful that'll still happen um and i think that one i would be okay with just a few days because i don't know how long i could last there for more than that but so one day, especially I know like international travel is hard right now, but still trying to keep that on the horizon. Um, and I think one that would like, I'd love to take longer and really like have a journey of it would really just be doing like a West coast trip on like the California coast, mm -hmm. the way up to like the Pacific Northwest or even into like Canada too. Um, I feel like there's just so many good breweries that if you had like a camper or RV, it would be awesome to just, you know, like take your time, visit all the gorgeous like coastal spots and then really head up whatever breweries along the way. So that one, like if I could do for a month or however, I mean, I do work remote. So it's like, oh, maybe the van life, like one day maybe I can make that work. But I don't know. I already like live in a closet in Brooklyn. So <laughs> I feel like I'm cramped enough that way that I'm not sure if the van life's for me, but to do it for a month, I think would be awesome. And I know like going from like San Diego has so many cool breweries and then all the way up to like Portland, um, they don't have their shortage of them either. So yeah. I think that would really be an awesome adventure that one day I hope to cross off. So, I mean, I constantly say, uh, you know, a broken record here, but pretty much from, uh, the Niagara region is surrounding the U S this entire Eastern part of North America, we are very spoiled for beer. Uh, I mean, you got New York city, both neither. Well, I mean, you're a lot further from Vermont than I am, but you know, 70 breweries in the state of Vermont, Maine's got like a hundred breweries. It's uh, New York state. I, I mean, just from Saratoga on almost every little right. city has a brewery. It's, it's insane. 
uh, along that 87 or 89 there's breweries everywhere so i know i was like that was a tough question because it's like man i i like i truly feel spoiled where i'm at because i think like the few breweries i just listed off earlier that's just you know like that's off of one subway that's barely like touching all of new york city's breweries and stuff so like i almost feel too spoiled where people are like oh my god you have the other half and i'm like oh it's like two stops further than this brewery so sometimes i don't go like like i don't always go there and things like that so we really don't have a shortage of them um but and i think that's probably why i'm like let's go to the west coast because i <laughs> yeah west coast has but still there's definitely some really like awesome spots and i feel like um i even worked remote in austin texas for a bit like i was there for about a month-ish um had a lot of like good spots and good places that i like i already want to set up a trip to go back to so there's just always trips that there's never enough time for it's uh funny i actually remember seeing a youtube thing there is a young woman outside of a brewery in austin saying that there's something about like they they worship the devil and stuff and she but she's <laughs> like oh the devil's evil but she's wearing a motley crew shirt and i'm like hold on a second this is so contradictory i'm so confused <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh there's wacky people out there uh thankfully uh I, i'm getting yeah. to speak to a normal person today <laughs> that's what i like to say so that's that's awesome uh what's next for, for the Instagram or are you going back to Snapchat? Like what, what's kind of next outside of possibly getting to collab with the brew? Do you see yourself maybe making merch, things like that? Like what's, what's kind of next for it? Um, I mean, I have made like a few shirts. Uh, my sister has one of those like creak up machine. So I'm actually wearing one. It's like a couple of logo on it. Um, Is that your COO I that things. I saw on your stories? Hmm. Because I saw in your stories, you have a COO, Chief Operations Officer of the Bevy Betch. <laughs> yeah, that was just my roommate. That okay. was like our okay. joke. So like the start of COVID, we would have our beers on our balcony and call it our management meetings. <laughs> just pure chaos. Like, yeah. So like that was her title. Um, so like, I yeah, I dumped her that. And then like, I kind of gave my title as the eight. HBVIC, so it was like head bevy batch in command. Oh, <laughs> so, like pure nonsense, but that was when we weren't like doing anything, we weren't leaving our apartment. So, yeah, <laughs> I got us. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, this has been a fantastic talk. I honestly have no other questions. You. Uh, you've been a more than gracious host with us today. Uh, I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me. This was great. So, looking forward to when it comes out, and yeah, um. It was a pleasure chatting with you tonight. Awesome. So we're going to add your Instagram and everything else on our uh, on the episode notes, uh, as well as the link, like I said, to 11 Day Power Play. Uh, for those watching, uh, if you can, please donate. Uh, if you've got the extra cash, I'm sure every single dollar helps. Yep. I so, mean, definitely yeah. does not hurt. So no, no for sure. Uh, as for us, we're at All Beer Inside on all social media. Uh, personally, I'm at Killer Carpe Diem. You can watch me drink four beers on a Thursday or watch a horror movie and, and add it with a beer on some other night. Um, if you like the show, please subscribe, hit the notification bell and comment. We always appreciate anything from you. Uh, and as I say at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap.